Welcome to Kaiju Carnival, where we explore the worlds of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm Jenny. And I'm Justin. And if you guys have never listened to us before, me and Jenny, we're just two dorks that love watching movies. So every week we pick a movie, we watch it, and we talk about it. So hopefully you'll join us, but be warned, there's spoilers ahead. And we love movies so much that we make short films. Check us out on our YouTube channel, Kaiju Carnival. So, Jenny, this week we watched the 2020 Korean horror film, The Closet. What was your initial impression of the film? I thought it was a very scary movie. It was, it takes your childhood fears of, you know, underneath the bed, in the closet, boogie monster, boogie monster, did I just say that wrong? The boogeyman (laughs) comes out um, and scares you. So, I think in that way... Um, and then that kind of rolls into, oh, you, you know, getting sucked into the closet, going to this like another nether, verse and, uh, you know, um, having demons evolved. It was it was it was kind of a cool story. The movie starts out with a woman. It's like an old school VHS footage of this woman performing a cleansing ritual. And I was like, does she have a knife in her hands? And I was like, nah, it can't be a knife. That seems super unsafe. Turns out it was a knife and it is super unsafe. Especially when you're dealing with demons. Yeah, it did not turn out well for her. (laughs) But I feel like that was a really great way to kick the story off Mm -hmm. because it was kind of unexpected. Because at first you're watching it and it seems very like, okay, yeah, she's probably going to get sucked in the closet or killed or something like that. Mm -hmm. But then this lady just slits her own throat, like close up of the camera, cutting her own throat. Mm -hmm. It was vicious. So full disclosure. As a kid, I was afraid of the closet. And it got me thinking, why are people afraid of closets? I think it's the it's the layer of so you have all the your clothes are hanging in your closet and there's a lot of dark spots where things can hide. And I think that that is where your imagination runs wild. It's your it's your imagination thinking that something is going to come out and get you. Yeah. But you can't see it. It's in there, though. Uh, but I was afraid of things underneath the bed because I think yeah. I think that is, uh, you know, in the middle of the night, I didn't want to, like, step on the floor just in case there's a hand that comes out and grabs me. Yeah, definitely <laughs> another place that monsters hide under the bed. And I wasn't I wasn't courageous, courageous enough to even look underneath the bed. You know, you don't want to stick your head under there. Poking your head under the bed. That might be scarier than just stepping off the bed. Because could you imagine, like, you step off, someone grabs your foot, drags you under. That sucks, right? Uh-huh. But if you look over and someone is right there, like... You need to, like, create con- some kind of a contraption where you have, like, a mirror on a stick, you know, and, like... <laughs> that is a know. genius idea. <laughs> I don't know how many kids do that. But. We're going to quit the podcast business and get into the uh, mirror checking under the bed for monsters business. <laughs> I think there's an open market... <laughs> I think we should go go forward with this idea. Brilliant. <laughs> so this movie has a lot of creepy moments in it. And one of the ones that stood out to me is when he is downstairs working on his architecture uh, drawings and he hears her playing the violin upstairs when she should be in bed. So he tells her to, you know, stop playing. She starts playing louder. He goes up there. She starts playing more, you know, aggressively, like she's throwing a tantrum or whatever. And he opens the bedroom door and she's asleep in the bed. The violin's, you know, where it's supposed to be obviously hasn't been touched. 
and he is leaving the room and the closet door slowly opens. Dude, is there anything creepier than a closet door opening by itself? I mean, if you were in that situation, would you, if nobody knew, would you just leave? (laughs) Would you go over there? I think the first time you go and close the closet, but then if it like opened up again, which happened. Right. Would you just walk out and Uh, think like, well, that was real creepy. And just leave your kid in there? (laughs) I would hope not. I would hope I'm brave enough to save my child. (laughs) But you don't know that there's anything in the closet. True. It's just opening by itself, which is like, first off, if it opened once by itself, I might just move out of my house right there. (laughs) I might be like, you know what? I've seen this movie before. Not playing this game. See you later. But but throughout this movie, there was a lot of doors opening and closing automatically. Some of them were that, that slow, creepy opening and then others were that you know slamming shut numerous times yeah yeah and when he goes over to it the second time to close it what happens what does happen uh she jumps out of the closet the lady from the vhs oh, that's right yes that's right it made me jump so high <laughs> when that happened <laughs> that was probably the best scare in the movie in my opinion like jump scare wise yeah um it, it got me because i was expecting him to go over and maybe like she would show up behind him or something like that i was not expecting for the lady from the video in the beginning of the movie to come busting out of there like it was like in your face scary but then it, i mean was that even like a dream that he was having because he woke up downstairs right and then all of his stuff was all messed up yep so I don't even know what that was. It was like a like he just passed out. So I think it was a dream. Okay. But it it was a dream where the woman from the VHS film was trying to warn him, mm-hmm. right? Because later on in the movie, uh, it, it ends up being her son that comes to the house disguised as a cable repair guy. First off, I knew that guy wasn't a cable repair guy immediately because he's walking around with like an EMF meter. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I've never been a cable repair guy, but I'm pretty sure you don't need an EMF meter to detect where the Wi-Fi is. You just, they come in, they say, hey, where's your router? And you go, it's over there. And then they go fix it. <laughs> Comes in like a yeah. Ghostbuster. <laughs> he was he was pretty suspicious of the, of the guy though, but uh, I think it was that guy's mother warning him, mm-hmm. right? Well, he did mention that his mother warns everybody. Yeah. So that was one of the the what the uh, his checklist of like uh, did this woman come into your dreams? You know, he's like that's my mom. I kind of liked how uh, they built the story with this this young girl where they kind of so they're building the story where they have this child in the beginning you think she's kind of just really defiant in the most Asian way possible which is you just stop talking to your parents and you start to uh, you ignore them which is probably worse than being rude to your parents you know like actually being verbal with them so you think like wow this kid is just kind of kind of a a rude kid you know but then you find out the backstory of like the uh the accident and then um you know they're both going through a lot of stuff and then whenever they discover this she discovers her new friend from the closet then she 
switches. It's like a switch. She is so different in so many scenes in the very beginning of this film that you would think if you knew your child, you know, that you would pick up on these things. And I almost feel like he just, he was so at a loss of like what to do with her. Yeah, I think they did a really good job of like in such a short period of time, you know, like having this child actor uh, depict all these different um, personality traits, you know, before they she went missing. Yeah, I think you make a really good point. The for the characters, the little girl did a fantastic job. Uh, I also thought that the dad did a great job because I really felt like this is a guy that is trying to do his best, right? And mm-hmm. he just lost his wife, his daughter lost her mother. They moved to a new house. He's trying to balance a job like a very demanding job and raising his daughter who is obviously going through some stuff. So I thought that they they both did a fantastic job. My favorite character in the movie was definitely the exorcist though because he starts out the movie kind of like goofy and kind of like a jokey kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the end of the movie when he's performing that exorcism, like he, he gets pretty serious. Mm-hmm. He kind of, I mean, he really kind of saves the day. I think he he did a fantastic job, definitely. I actually liked, I mean, I thought they all did really good, but I really liked, um, oh man, I'm, I'm going to say this wrong. The It's the little girl who's the demon, Myongjin. Did I say it? I might have said it wrong. The little girl who plays the demon. Um, there's something about little kids that, I don't know if they're all just really well-trained, but when they can cry and, uh, you know, create that dramatic scene of like, uh, when she's stuck in the closet and then her dad um, is like talking to her through the crack, you know, this kid is just like falling apart. Like, I mean, I know it's just acting, but man, that she did such a good job with just really convincing you that this is happening. That was a horrific scene. Yeah. It like it seemed real, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it breaks your heart to think like this guy was you know, had already killed his wife and now was going to kill himself and his daughter because they were, you know, financially underwater. Yeah. And then the part where she sees her mother, which I believe that's the exorcist. Am I right? Was that his? That was actually the mother? Yes, that was okay. her. That was her mother. OK. I was a little bit. I was like, he's summoning. I don't know. I, I wasn't. I couldn't tell. But that that scene where it was just kind of like she just melted, you know, like all the the pain, the the evil, you know, it just kind of it just melted away once he's she saw, you know, the person that really loved her. You know, it was just like, wow. Wow, that it was just uh, I thought that was just an outstanding performance. Something else I was really impressed by was a lot of these movies, a lot of these scenes take place at night and every scene was really well lit, but had the appearance of nighttime. And that's something that we've been struggling to figure out with our short films is how to shoot in a low light condition mm-hmm. to like make it actually feel like it was night. Mm-hmm. And I think they really nailed it with this because I, I never it was never distracting at all. It was never, oh, that's too dark or like this is way too bright for nighttime. Mm -hmm. So I thought they did a great job with that. For the score of this movie, I feel like it really added to the film, especially in the last 20 minutes where they're going through like the final exorcism where he steps over into the other plane, uh, you know, where the undead are. And I really loved that the exorcist 
started to play that drum. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was intended or not as like to help them get back, you know, because they were lost in the woods at that point. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if the filmmakers were trying to make it seem like, okay, he's out here. He doesn't know where he is. So he has to like kind of listen because he hears it. Right. I'm not sure. I may be way off on that. But I thought that maybe he's following the drum beat to get back to where he can cross back over because it's like closing up, you know, Mm -hmm. and it seems like the drum beat intensifies the closer he gets to the exit point. Mm -hmm. So if that's what they were intending, I thought it was really cool. If not, I'm just making shit up here, people. (laughs) I'm just making up stuff in the movie now. So (laughs) I don't know if he heard the actual drum, but I know that in a lot of ceremonies and religious things, they do use, at least in Asia, they'll use some kind of a a drum beat. Um, I know in Buddhism, when you're meditating, they're using, uh, there is a drum, but it's very, and there's also like a a bowl that they, they hit and it has like a nice chime ding, but you're setting up the atmosphere. So you're not beating it like crazy. When you're meditating, it's very slow and steady. So in a way, I think this ritual, it was kind of mimicking like your heartbeat because everything was, it was intense and it kind of added that little bit of layer of like panic um, with that, with that beat. Um, But it was also kind of like, you need to hurry up, get back over here type of thing. So I don't know though, if you actually heard it. So what was your favorite scene in the movie? It was the... Uh, the ritual. At the end? At the end. That was my favorite scene too. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. I, even that scene where he's like getting sucked into the closet, but he's trying to fight it. That was such a cool visual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think he was going to end up in that position, but I was like, oh, I was, I was like rooting for him. Like, no. That was so cool though, because he was trying to keep the door shut, right? Yeah. And just all those hands are out grabbing him and right. trying to drag him in. Yeah. Like that was so creepy looking. Right. Another one of my favorite scenes, obviously, is when the the exorcist mom pops out of the closet in the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, well, towards the beginning of the film, scared the shit out of me, like I said. Or even, oh my gosh, the part where when he goes into the, the closet world and it's like the exact image of his house, mm-hmm. when he first walks in and it's like really gray and then everything looks all demented and creepy, like you're just like, how is, if I was in that position, I don't think I could take s- steps forward, you know, I would be like frozen in place. Yeah. But I mean, it was and uh, and then you know it makes you think like who would want to live in this place as a kid you know can you imagine uh Ina when she first like hops into this new world that she's in and it's like I don't know I I kind of I probably like think too much about what the character is thinking in their own mind, but it just, it, it was so creepy, you know? Yeah. And I, I was, I would thought like, oh, maybe why would these kids want to stay here? Like I would be like, nope, that's a nope for me. I'm going home. Right. You know? <laughs> Another one of my favorite scenes was when the exorcist passes out on the couch because he's, you know, tired or drank too much beer or whatever. Yeah. And then the dad realizes that something upstairs is malfunctioning. So he goes up there and he fixes it. And then he hears his daughter calling from Mm -hmm. the bedroom. Mm -hmm. So then he goes in there and like the demon, like set a trap for them because they were trying to set a trap to bring the demon out. Mm -hmm. And all those kids come out of the closet. Yeah. And he has to drop down and close his eyes because they can only see if his eyes are open. Yeah. Right. And that was a pretty intense scene. 
with him crawling around on the floor. Yeah. There's something about kids that makes the the movie so much more creepier though. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like when when kids and like demonic stuff like mixes together. Oh man. It is very creepy. It is. What did you think of the movie overall? I like the story. When I saw the I guess the movie poster, if you want to call it that, um and the the title, I was a little bit like, okay, I kind of, you kind of know what it's going to be about. But I really thought it had a kind of it had a good uh, moral to the story. It had uh, it was scary, mm-hmm. and I liked how they built um, these characters. And and I'm really glad it had a good, you know, a happy ending. I don't know. I thought overall it was. It was a decent film. Yeah, so I I liked it. I think it is really hard to have an original story about demons. And I thought their take on it was actually really cool Mm -hmm. because they have these children who are all neglected or abused. And that's kind of how the demon identifies them on like the mortal plane, right? Because essentially in this movie, there's, there's two planes and they're identical, except for one is where the undead are and one is where the living are. And when these children are abused and neglected, it's kind of like chumming the water for like the demons on the other side. And it makes, you know, like the veil between us weak so that they're able to, you know, get through. Mm-hmm. Right. And I thought that was a pretty cool concept. I also like the fact that after the children have been in there for too long, mm-hmm. and it's so horrifying that they go blind mm-hmm. so that when they come into our plane, they can't see unless you open your eyes. Oh, I thought I, that was a really cool twist to it. I don't think I realized that that was actually that was happening. Yeah, because that's why the exorcist told him to close his eyes. Yeah. You know, and then he's trying to guide him out of that room by giving them directions. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely one of the scarier movies I've seen in a while. It gave me chills several times, made me jump a couple times. It was good. It was... So I'm finding that when something is scary, I tend to take breaks. And I did take like two breaks during this film because <laughs> I had to like kind of get out of the moment and like reset myself and then I could go back to the film. Oh, I mean, you can't do that. You got to embrace it. You just got to get in there, you know, tuck, tuck down behind your pillow or whatever you got to do and just, and just go at it. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little bit too much. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it, it, it got me there, though. That's for sure. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us this week on Kaiju Carnival. Make sure you check out our Twitter, at Kaiju Carnival, to see what we're watching next week. So you can also watch it and join us to see if we all had the same thoughts. And follow us on Instagram, Kaiju underscore Carnival. We'll see you next week. Mata ne!